0: So, welcome to my unconventional location episode. Um, I'm currently just sitting in my car and we're gonna talk about what it's like to be a single mother while I sit in traffic due to Texas's crazy ice storm that we just had. Um, and so the traffic is just insane. Uh, because all the lights are out and it's just ridiculous. But anyway, so we're going to talk today um, about what it has been like for me as a single mother um, this past year and a half, as well as my pregnancy as kind of being single, um, being a single mom during that, and then kind of just the things in general about um, being a single mom and how it kind of is just, it has so many negative connotations on it as well as there's a lot of hard shit behind it that a lot of people don't really understand. I mean, people see it, people hear about it, people get it, but I mean, <laughs> when you don't know until you know. You don't know until you've lived it, and... I can proudly say I definitely did not think that it is what it is before I became a single mom and that's one of the biggest things but so we'll kind of start at the beginning as do most stories as do most personal um experiences and I got pregnant um The end of 2020. It was September ish. And I was in my relationship with my um, baby daddy at the time. It was not a good relationship. I've mentioned that kind of briefly in other topics of conversation, and that will be discussed at a later point in time. But we were together. But I did always feel alone, especially when it came time to actually having to go through some things. My pregnancy at the start, my first trimester, was absolutely God awful. And I'm not gonna sugarcoat that at all. I'm not gonna make it seem like it was some joyous experience. Some people are fine, some people have fairly simplistic and or no symptoms at all. Um, their entire pregnancy can be simply magical. Other people, their entire pregnancy is horrible. You know, medical things happening, um, health issues, etc. You know, there's there's always a really, really good high and there's always a really bad low. As well as there's some good in between, some mix. Which, that's kind of where I was at. I was so sick. I mean, sick to the point where I did not eat I did not drink I was hacking up just natural fluids in my body I couldn't even drink water and I was in the middle of aesthetic school when I got pregnant and so I was going to school and like sitting through demonstrations and like about to take on clients but having to like throw up in like a little trash can or like run to the bathroom it was awful I was so sick I was in and out of the hospital like the emergency room multiple times during that first trimester having to get fluids and just um I started taking Zofran Odinestron for nausea and it was just awful absolutely awful and to start off the, the part of the single motherhood was, I was taking care of myself and it was really fucking shitty. And, you know, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt that he just was unprepared or just didn't know how to handle the entirety of the situation but also I was not helped from day 1. I was taking myself to the doctor. I was taking myself to the hospital. I was taking care of myself in every single way that in the entire time. And I lived in a different state than my parents than my entire family I was there with him and I was close with his family and my friends but I mean my friends I can't you know it's not like hey I'm throwing up you know come you know take care of me like be my bedside nurse no but he should have been doing that from the start I mean that fatherness that family that everything like that comes at the very beginning of pregnancy as it as it should and unfortunately, I didn't have that. Um, I'll leave out some of the stuff that happened, and you know, specifically with our relationship, because that's not necessarily the point of this conversation. <laughs> but that part of it is I was not being helped at all. Um, I went, like I said, I went to doctor's visits alone at the beginning, I ended up moving. To Texas from Tennessee after or mm, towards the end of the first trimester of my pregnancy to live with my parents before I got a place on my own. And um I did this because I was not being taken care of. And in my mind, in my anxious, worrisome, depressed mind that I that I have. I saw nothing but it going downhill, you know, I was not being taken care of already in kind of the simplest of form, you know, like there was no money that was needing to be spent at the time, you know, we were not needing to buy a house. Um, I had no crazy medical bills yet, like nothing like that had really occurred. It was simply just I was not being taken care of in the physical sense. And to me, I saw that as, oh, if, if I can't even be helped now, I'm not going to be helped later. And boy, was I right. <laughs> um, but so I moved to Texas and we were kind of separated during that period of time. And then he ended up moving here, The moving to Texas the month before she was born. And that was a really nice time. You know, we were very excited and we were, you know, like having dinner dates and like all this stuff. But I had already done the entire nursery. I had already gotten everything ready, prepped. I had picked things out. I had done shopping all by myself, which is fine. I am a little bit OCD and like controlling. (laughs) So doing some of those things alone and having kind of like my own peace with it was fine and it didn't bother me very much but then she was born and you know you hear about these things happening but you don't believe they're going to happen to you <laughs> i had my daughter and I was the only one who was up every night with her I wasn't sleeping I wasn't again taking care of myself or being able to be taken care of because I was taking care of her which is I mean amazing I I loved every minute of it but if anyone who listens to this understands that being a first-time mom and a newborn mom is so physically and mentally draining that you need help and you know he was here sleeping through the night while I was up every you know hour two hours feeding and falling asleep on myself and catching my head catching her head you know crying as I breastfed her because I was so tired and I just wanted help someone else to hold her for a moment so I could just breathe for a second and put on the back burner. She was put on the back burner. I mean, he would come home from work and, you know, I would, you know, be three days of not showered or whatever it was and, you know, ask him to hold her so I could take a shower and he would do that. But then immediately, here you go and go back to playing video games or go back to just like wanting to take a nap or whatever. And that went on for a couple months. And I eventually sent him back to Nashville, back to Tennessee. I told him to go home. I told him I couldn't do it anymore. I mean, I was tired of parenting my like parenting by myself and then also having to make sure he was okay. So I'm going to take a pause on the story and talk about this in general in a statement of this is a very common thing for mothers, for moms and couples to go through. Unfortunately. It's so unfortunate that women end up being a single mom even when they're not single. And I saw a woman on a talk show discuss this. And it caused a lot of controversy and you know angry discussion but it's so true you can be in a relationship say if you're boyfriend girlfriend 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 if you're married whatever and have a child but you can still be a single mother or a single father the roles can go you know the same single parent when the other person is not giving that same level of energy and um, prioritizing the situation as you. you. It feels so lonely. You feel incredibly alone. You feel like you are doing everything and more and the other person just doesn't have to because they don't want to, because they don't care enough. You know, there's so many emotions behind that and it's so sad. And for me, that was my experience as I felt so alone my entire pregnancy. I felt like I had no one when it should have been a wonderful, joyous, we're so in love. We've made a baby, you know, moment. And it wasn't. It wasn't in the slightest that way at all. And that put me into even more of a postpartum depression than anything. I feel like my actual postpartum feelings from just being pregnant and all those hormones and emotions would have been so much less had our relationship, even if it wasn't an in love relationship, but had our relationship in any form been on a better standpoint then. Had I felt like I was being taken care of, had I felt like he was putting in the same effort to care for her as well as us as a family, I feel like everything would have been okay in the end, but it was not. And that is a really hard thing for mothers to go through because you fight and you ask and you beg and you plead for them to just do the simplest of things as, you know, let me take a shower or why don't you play with her for a moment so I can take a nap. And it's not because we don't want to do that. It's because we need to be able to function as ourselves In order to be a good parent, in order to be a good mother. And if we don't get the help that we need physically and emotionally from our partner in that time stance, it's impossible. I felt like a complete failure. I felt like I was letting her down. I felt like my world and her world were just going to crumble, crash, and burn. All because I felt so alone. Because I was alone truly, I was alone in this relationship, in parenting, in finances, in everything. I was alone. So we'll go back to the story. And once he moved back to Tennessee, it was really hard for me financially. Um more than it was not emotionally because I almost felt like a weight lifted off my shoulder but at the same time I really wanted him to help still I mean that is his child, his daughter and I could not for the life of me get him to help in any way um, and it was a lot of back and forth you know about some negative things oh you know you're you didn't want me there you're the reason I'm not there you're the you know you 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 all directed at me whenever I would ask for something for her or you know to help the situation you know I wasn't asking just for like money it would be like there you know she needs this or she needs that or there's a bill because I had to do this like like I'm not one of those women who are just like, send me money. I need money. No, I'm going to validate what I'm asking for. I'm going to validate the purchase. I will send receipts if need be. You know, like, I'm not going to play around. If I need money for a bill, for whatever whatever it is, that's what I need it for. I don't need to go shopping. I don't need to go buy myself, like whatever whatever I will borrow shampoo and conditioner from somebody before I go buy myself shampoo and conditioner if I have a bill that comes first or if I need to get her food or diapers or whatever it is you know I'm uh, priorities (laughs) so you know it was really hard when I was asking for a lot of help after he had left and then you know got all of the blame for the situation and I want to go into detail, but there's so much to it that it would just... It would turn away from the, the single motherhood aspect into a whole nother conversation. But, um... Then going back into... He's gone. I'm here. I went back to work after about four months. And damn, is that fucking hard. Um... My parents are so wonderful and they were gracious enough to basically be her her full-time caretakers up until um, this year. So really, they watched her, her entire first year of life for me while I worked. And I am so forever grateful for that because I don't know how I would have been able to do any of the things that I've gotten to do the past two years without them but they watched her I went back to work and that was really difficult because I was having to kind of work around their schedule as well as her schedule and my schedule we were kind of just having to work as a team alternating days and you know kind of figuring things out especially when it came to time off or anything like that and that was fine it worked but no one expresses how difficult it is when you're going back into like the real world aspect after spending whatever your maternity leave is pretty isolated with your child no one explains how hard that is when i went back to work i was so excited because i was going to get to like be around my coworkers who i love they're my friends they're my best friends And I was so excited to go back to work. I was excited to, like, be out of the house. And not in a negative sense, because I'm about to get to that part. But I was so excited to be out of the house, to, like, have a routine again where I wasn't just, like, sleeping all day with her or, like, taking uh, care of her in a sense of, like, on a feeding schedule. You know, I was ready to be in a routine of my own again. And it was so hard. I was even more exhausted. And I could only rely on my parents for so much. And that being said, if he had been here and or if any partner had been in the picture, I feel like it would have made a lot of a difference. Because... I was coming home and blessed my parents, you know, for watching her. But the minute I... Once I was home from work, she was handed right back to me. She was handed off. There was no, like, break. There was no, like, readjustment from your day. There was no nothing. Which is fine. That's fine. It was more the because they are my parents because they are her grandparents they are not her parent they are not her prime caretaker you know in a sense she was no longer quote unquote their responsibility once I was back in the in the picture which is valid they were housing us at the time they were taking care of her while I worked you know it's a valid statement you know you're back she's your daughter you take over That was fine. That was not my issue. My issue and the reason I felt so shitty about everything is because if it had been a normal dynamic where me and her father were living together and, you know, maybe we alternated days of working or something, you know, it wouldn't just be like, oh, she's your responsibility now. You know, it'd be like, oh, mommy's home or oh, daddy's home. Like, let's all eat together. Let's hang out together like it would have been a more like familial um cohesive thing rather than just like oh you're back from work set your shit down take your daughter and like there you go that's your evening like I didn't sometimes change out of my work clothes for hours afterwards I felt like I was not running on a normal schedule in the slightest. And that was so draining for me because I'm so OCD and I'm so um, fixated on like having a routine, having some kind of a schedule that it was really difficult to just like come from work, which is so structured to like come back home and, you know, me as a person out the window. I truly did lose myself. And a lot of the time, people talk about, you know, just because you became a mom doesn't mean you're no longer you. Or just because you became a mom doesn't mean you don't have to, like, have fun or you don't have to have a social life or whatever, whatever. Because I was alone and because my, you know, my partner in this sense were my parents and they're in their late 50s, early 60s, that it it did not work at all. So when I say I lost myself, like, I truly did lose every part of me. I felt like I had no identity. I almost disassociated from everything. You don't know. No, I did disassociate from, like, everything. And that really fucking sucked Because of my depression and my anxiety disassociating from the world during that time and just kind of running on a loop, I felt like a robot. It made my depression so much worse. And things pretty much stayed that way and it got really difficult you know, I would finally get to plan some things or go somewhere for like a day or two or whatever um, with my friends. And I had to coordinate with my parents and, you know, make sure that this, you know, I had to have a time limit on things. And that was really hard too. And I think my parents kind of screwed me up a little bit on everything because now I'm terrified to like hire a babysitter. I like don't trust anybody else with her except them if I'm like going to do something um other than like his family but you know they don't live in Texas so that's out the window but yeah I pretty much stayed in a constant disassociation depressed you know running on a loop for a long time almost up until she started daycare um at the end of this past year, and she started in December. Um, it got better after her first birthday because she, you know, she was walking. She was self entertaining. Um, so a lot of the the moments of not being able to have downtime did kind of go away because she was able to, you know, she wanted to sit and watch cartoons or play with herself or. You know, have a snack and do something. And so I was able to step away and have some moments. And so it did get better um, after she turned one. But between turning one and her starting daycare is not that long of a time. That was July to December. And so that's the only time in the past basically two years of this experience where I started to feel like myself again, where I started to come back to reality where I started to feel like a person, make plans that I used to like make, like go on trips. Like this year, 2023, I have so many trips and things planned and stuff to do. Whereas in 2022, I did literally nothing. I did a couple different things here and there. Maybe went out like once a month, twice if I was lucky. But I finally came into a person again now almost two years later. Finding your identity as a mom is very difficult. As I mentioned kind of in the podcast episode about how my life took a 180, how I was partying and doing all this crazy stuff before I got pregnant even though that wasn't really who I was that wasn't my true like identity that's what I was doing so then to completely stop go through pregnancy alone go through raising a newborn alone and trying to financially emotionally physically support and take care of myself as well as another person. As well as her. The other person being her. I literally don't know how people can, can do this. Like, I don't know how there are women out there. And men out there who have multiple... Um, baby daddies or baby mamas willingly and or not willingly that choose to stick with it and choose to still be a mom and have that baby and know that they're going to have to do it alone. But they choose that because they want to be that, that child's mother or father or whatever. I... It baffles me in the most, in the best way, not in a negative way. I'm just, I'm so, I want, I want to know how, how they do it, how they get through it and how they can keep doing it over and over or, or, you know, maybe they're not doing it. Maybe it's all just a facade. It's just it's the world that we live in and we only see what they want us to see. I don't know. I don't know if it's like this for everyone. I only know my personal experience and then a few of my friends. But, you know, it just it seems so unfair that anyone has to be alone as a parent. And I mean that from the stance of not being, like, divorced... Or whatever. I simply mean doing it alone because the other person is mentally and emotionally unavailable to do so with you. So, not in the sense of someone's divorced or widowed or um, in jail or whatever, you know, like whatever the circumstance may be. No, I am talking about the people who have children, and refuse and or act like they can't physically, mentally, emotionally, and financially support the other parent and that child. I don't know how people do it. I don't know how I've done it. I mean, I know how I've done it. I've struggled. I've busted my ass. I have four sources <coughs> of income right now to to barely take care of my daughter and I, but I'm still doing it. I'm still pushing through and maybe that's what most people do in my situation too. They just push through, they just keep going, waiting for the light at the end of the tunnel. I want someone to tell me the secrets, the answers, the way to do this in the best way because I feel like I'm going crazy all of the time And I feel stupid begging for her father to give her what she needs. Because being a parent is so much more than just buying clothes or buying toys. It's so much more than just like playing with them when they're awake and putting them to sleep when it's going to sleep. They watch, children watch everything you do. They watch everything you say. They see your emotions, they see the ups and downs. They understand if something is not a good thing. They can sense pain, they feel their own pain. And it breaks my heart anytime that I have sobbed or cried in front of her or been arguing on the phone or anything like that because She's taking that, whether she's going to remember it or not. I mean, she's literally only 19 months old, but she's still taking that emotion in. She knows if I'm sad. She comes up to me when I've been crying and she touches me and she says, Mama, she knows. And I hate that for her. You know, being a single mom makes me more angry and sad for her than it does me. I had some random account on Twitter the other day respond to a tweet um, of mine that I had posted a while ago. And I tweeted that I had finally filed for child support, which I have done. I did file for child support because I felt like he needed to be held accountable for having a child and to, to take care of her and take care of her needs. Whether he wanted to give it to me or not, you know, it. it's there. You, you had a child and you're not willing to take care of her in that stance. So, legally, you're going to have to, considering your name is on the birth certificate. Um... And I want to point out before I kind of go back to my tweet is child support. Like I said at the beginning, I'm not sitting here saying, send me this amount of money and you're not going to know what it's for. I might just go shop in and do this, do that. No, 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 no. That's not me. If and when child support goes through for me, for her. It's going to her. It's going to everything that costs for her. It's going to her daycare. It's going to her food. It's going to her diapers. It's going to her wipes. It's going to her her essentials, not her not her toys, and it's not going to my pocket. I'm not using that for me. No, that's going to take care of the expenses that come with her. Her daycare is thirteen hundred dollars a month. I'm not even gonna get that much in child support for one. So I don't know where some of these dudes out here be like I'm not sending you shit. Like I don't know where it's going to blah blah. It's going towards what I need it to go to. But unfortunately because you don't make very much and I only get 20% of your monthly income, I don't get shit. So that shit amount that I'm getting is going towards what it what it can, which is the bills that I have, the $3,000 in bills that I have of, of her daycare and rent. Like it's going towards being able to have a home and a life for her. So that was just my little side note there about the child support. But, um, so back to my tweet is I tweeted about filing for child support and I was like, I'm, I'm, proud of myself for doing it because i was scared i didn't want to like do anything that was going to upset him because you know narcissist behavior um creates delusions in women's minds and we think that we're causing someone else problems but besides the point um and i had tweeted that and so, that was a while ago a while ago and someone the other day some random man maybe it was a bot i don't know Responded to it and said, ew, you bitch. You take joy in being a single mother. That's your responsibility. And if you can't take care of that kid, you do not deserve one dollar. And one, that statement was like really ignorant in and of itself. Because they don't know me. They don't know why I filed for child support. They don't know if I'm a millionaire or not. Like they don't don't know. So it was a very ignorant statement. But it really did resonate with me. Because people really do think like that. Like no. To be quite honest, Bob or whatever your name is. I don't take pride or joy in being a single mom. That's the last thing that I wanted. I was in a relationship with this man. I wanted us to be together and be a family and and grow and thrive and, and love each other as a family, together. I plan on getting married. I don't plan on this being my entire life. I don't plan on being alone, so no I don't take joy or pride in being fucking single or a single mom at that two I filed child support because he wanted his name on that birth certificate he wanted to claim her that is his child he is just as financially responsible as I am, as her mother, because he is her dad. If nobody understands that, and if the world truly does think that baby mamas are out here being greedy or money hungry, that is insanity to me. That is so, oh crazy. Because we're out here having to beg for not only money from their fathers, but for their time, for their attention, for their love, for their support. Like I said, being a parent is so much more than just some of those frivolous things. You have to be there. You have to show up. You have to know things. You have to know what diaper size they are, what shoe size, what clothing size, what their favorite food is, their favorite smell, if certain things help them calm down, what touches they do or don't like, what their favorite show is, what their favorite book is, which blanket is their blankie, which pacifier is their favorite pacifier. If you're not there, you don't know those things. And in my mind, this might get get me hate. I don't know. In my mind, if you don't know those things, you don't give a fuck. You are not paying a lick of attention. You are not taking in the things that are needed to know and understand your child. I mean, it's the same thing when it comes to the relationship. No, I don't. I don't need you to know what my favorite candy is, but wouldn't it be nice that you know that? That means you paid attention. That means you showed up and you showed out and you understood something about me as a person. The same goes for being a parent. If after two years of life, you don't know which blanket is your child's blanket or stuffy or whatever, that's not okay. That's not parenting. You're not paying attention enough. And that's what, you know, that's what is needed. That's what we're asking for. As a single mom, I'm not just asking for your money. I'm asking for your time. I'm asking for you to show up. I'm asking for you to pay attention, for you to love, for you to respect, for you to, you know, set a path of good actions that your child can see and watch and follow so that they can become a good person, so that they can become a good citizen and that they can know right from wrong and yes and no and, you know, it's so much more. And I was really baffled by that tweet because, you know, I I didn't need to respond to it because that person doesn't know who I am and it was just super ignorant and random. But it's crazy that any woman who has to do this alone, has to defend herself. No single mom needs to defend herself. I don't need to sit here and explain to the internet, to the world, why I'm single. I really don't, cause there's a reason, there's a reason. I'm not out here just screwing random men getting knocked up and just saying, yep, I'll keep her, no. There's a reason that I'm a single mom. And point blank, it's not my fault that I'm a single mom. And for us to be judged, basically just off that, being the single part. Look at all the other shit that we're doing. Most single moms are busting their ass. As I've done, as my friends have done, who are also single moms, to get to a point where we can even function. I mean, seriously, this shit is so hard to do just by yourself. It's almost impossible. It takes a, a village, truly. It does. When people say that, it takes a fucking village. If I didn't have my parents... I don't know what I would have done. I really don't know what I would have done. And I'm so tired of having to defend my actions and my choices as a mom, as a single mother, as a woman. When it comes to how I'm raising her, what I'm doing to take care of her, and what I'm expecting of her father and my family when it comes to her. And I think that single moms get a bad reputation for that because we're not just like sitting at home, bringing random men around our kids. We're not out partying. We're not, not all of us are doing all these crazy things to get money. I mean, I, like I said, I have four sources of income. They're all legal. And they're all normal things. Normal jobs. And it's just... It's such a bad rep. And I'd really like to change that... Kind of... Stance. On it. And the shit that we get for it. Because it fucking sucks. And sorry. I'm trying not to be emotional. (laughs) Um, I want to kind of close out that it's been an amazing experience doing things the way that I did not intend on doing them and having them happen to me in a way that I did not intend on them happening has truly blown my mind. It has been an experience to say the least. I did not expect to get through some of these things the way that I did. But I did it. And I'm so glad. I'm so grateful for this experience. And being able to say, I did that shit. I got through it. I've been raising her by myself. You know, my parents have been there to watch her. They've been there to take care of her if I need to go to work and she's not at daycare or whatever, you know, they they help where they can but I'm the one who's turning her into who she is I'm raising her that is my best fucking friend I'm her best fucking friend, she always asks for me she loves me more than anything and to anyone who sits there you know, if I ever say, you know, I'm, I'm short on money or I'm struggling or whatever. Oh, then you shouldn't have had a kid. You know what? Fuck you. I'm so glad that I have her. I probably would be dead if I didn't have her right now because she saved my life. She is everything to me. And I would do it all over again. And I'm sure every other single mom on the planet would say the same thing. So if you know a single mom, give her some extra love because it's fucking hard. And I know that they're struggling and I know that that they're dying inside just a little, but also know that they love their kids. And they're doing everything that they can in the world and more. But thank you for listening. And I really do want to say thank you to everyone who has been on my journey as a mother with me. My friends and my family who have supported me and the people who do take care of me and take care of her. Thank you very much. Well, that's all for this week, guys. Tune in next week for another episode of Life 180 Podcast. My name is Amanda hug a single mom today. Thank you.